podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Get in! Yeah, that's not going to happen. This is the MLS UK show. Hello there. I don't know how this happened. But we have made it to episode 10. My name's Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Here's what's coming up on this week's podcast. We'll take a look back at another busy weekend of MLS Soccer Ball. We'll also have a look around MLS and discuss five things you may have missed from this week. I'm going to be chatting to Andrew, who is a New York City fan, about the Hudson River Derby. Can't wait for this game. We'll also be uh, previewing other matches that happen this weekend in MLS. And also, as much as I'm dreading it, we need to look at last week's predictions as well. Let's do it! The MLS UK Show. Week 10. I know, how exciting. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I've got uh, some news for you, actually. Oh, good. Are we are we starting with good news or bad news? Uh, well, it's kind of good news. I've <laughs> embraced our love for Major League Soccer, and I am uh, I booked tickets this morning to go watch another American sport. What? The tickets for NFL at Wembley went on sale today. So me and my brother are going to be watching the uh, Tennessee Titans and the Los Angeles Chargers. In October. Why? <laughs> well, uh, no, my brother's a big NFL fan. Um, Why? He likes it. It's, it I, I don't mind it. I watched the Super Bowl. I think it's quite good. So the tickets went on sale today. I would rather have watched the Philadelphia uh, Eagles, I think they're called. I think they're against... Union, I think you're thinking of. <laughs> they're against Jacksonville. Uh, but those tickets, uh, I think they either sold out or just before selling out, they were like 200 quid. And I'm like, I'm not paying that much. So uh, we're going to watch Tennessee v. LA Chargers at Wembley. Sorry. Right. I've got a question for you. Yeah. Answer this correctly. I'll give you all of the money in my bank account. Well, there's no incentive there, is there? Nope. Are you aware of what this podcast is for and what this podcast is about? Yeah, of course I do. I just think that it's it's nice. Tell me the name of this podcast. It's the MLS UK show. Is it the NFL UK show? No, but it's... So shut up then. Uh, Get on with it. Right, well, uh, on a more positive note for Elliot this week, um, just a shout-out for Leanne, who's an SKC fan. She sent us a, a really nice message last week. Oh, from, I love it when we have mail. Yeah, from uh, the flyover count, uh, country, as she calls it, uh, which I think means Kansas City. Uh, well, she said that she listened to the podcast last week for the first time. She really enjoyed it. She loved how much we loved Johnny Russell. Oh, welcome aboard. Uh, apparently in uh, KC, they're calling him the Scottish Messi. Yeah. Um, of course, the Irish Messi has just left Norwich City, so... Uh... Yeah, well, this is MLS UK show, so <laughs> no one cares about Norwich City. Um, so, yeah, so she's really... Uh, she really enjoyed it, and she sent us some predictions as well. So uh, we've got 45 points to beat this week me and you because she did really well she got 45 points yeah she guessed uh, the nyc dallas score right she got the atlanta score right and she also got minnesota right uh so she got three correct answers she got 45 points in total however an extra incentive for you to beat her elliot uh-huh. she does say uh that she's a fan of the show despite the fact that one of you is an Orlando supporter. Oh, come on. She's. Uh, I was gonna... just being really nice. I was going to say something really nice about Leanne and say thanks for listening. I, you know, I was going to send her a, my autograph in the post. <laughs> uh, Not anymore. No. Any... Send her something in the post. Uh, so, uh, hi, Leanne. Thanks for listening. She sent us pre- uh, her predictions. Whatever. Remember, you can do that as well. Just uh, DM us on Twitter at MLSUKShow. And, of course, if you do well, like Leanne has, we'll uh, Ooh, Leanne. mention. I think you'd rather rather go back to when you were talking about NFL. 
Do Kansas City have a team? I'm not quite sure. They must do. Don't care anymore. Uh, Right, let's have a look what happened this week (laughs) in MLS. Hi, Leanne. Thanks for listening, really. Love you. Previously in MLS. Let's start Friday night. Vancouver versus RSL. Uh, Vancouver actually called this a must-win game before... Uh, the match and they did win they won 2-0 uh, I said they'd win 2-1 you said it'd be 2-2 so I got 5 points for a correct outcome uh, remember we give 10 points for a correct score 5 points for a correct outcome so I'm leading 5-0 in predictions but um, it was a good win for Vancouver however we need to discuss the sending off uh, what was he doing I hate this but do you know what this is this is something that really really has knocked me ever since they brought this rule in okay so we all know if you score and you take your jersey off, you get a yellow card, right? Yeah. Now, Teixeira was already on a yellow card. Yes. He scored and then took his shirt off, knowing, knowing full well that he was going to get booked and sent off. I really don't get it. He, he, he got the penalty, he scored the penalty, and then he just he runs off and takes his shirt off. And I, you can see Carl Robinson stood there looking at it and going... What an absolute tool. Do you know what, as well? One thing I will say, it was a penalty. There's like a 60-70% chance you're going to score that. So, if it's like a 40-yard volley and it's it's like, oh my God, what has just happened? I'm taking my shirt off. I'd almost be like, all right, fair enough, go out in a blaze of glory. But it's a penalty. You're supposed to score it. I I just don't know what he was doing. Uh, Obviously... uh... Like the Vancouver players who went to celebrate with him were like, "What are you doing?" You could see <laughs> someone whisper it to him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." It was like fifteen minutes to go, uh, and they, they did put the shirt back on him. However, the referee, uh, despite popular opinion, is not blind, and uh, <laughs> sent him off. And- One thing that I want to bring up on this. Sorry, do you know when you, you can't go in into the crowd? If you go yeah. towards the crowd, you get a yellow card, and if you take your shirt off, you get a yellow card. Now, regularly, we see both happen. And so, but it's never punished with a red. No. So, where's the line on this? Do you see what I'm saying? Because if he took his shirt off, the ref's thinking, right, yellow card. If he then goes to the crowd, second yellow, right? He's on a yellow when he takes his shirt off. Yeah. And he's sent off. So, why why is it not punished when they do both? Um, That's a good question. I don't know. I think... Uh, to. That would be, in my opinion, really harsh. It, I guess it. I don't know. Does it depend on the timing of the goal and the meaning of the goal? Like that's put Vancouver one 0 up with fifteen minutes to go. So I don't know. We'd have but to... I don't think there's room for emotion in in refereeing. If you if you do two tackles within thirty seconds and they're both yellow card offences, you'll get sent off. So if you go to the crowd with your shirt already off, then on your bike, lad. Well, I tell you what. What's your biggest problem with Joseph Martinez? <laughs> he never celebrates exactly. and it annoys me and he doesn't celebrate why because <laughs> if he does celebrate he's going to get booked but he's going to get to the point where you get booked if you celebrate so he's just he's just making sure that he he doesn't get in trouble kind of annoys me though <laughs> right uh, we've got we've got past the point of me hating Atlanta like they're a great team to watch it's entertaining Martinez is an incredible player um uh, just like many Atlanta players are, and it pains me to say. I never hear you say this about Orlando, by the way. Doing all right. Thanks. Um, but, yeah, that does annoy me, because it almost looks a little bit a little bit cocky. Yeah, well, you know, when you're as good as Atlanta, you can be. But even Messi and Ronaldo celebrate. Like, come on, lad. Yeah, well, true, but I, I think Martinez, he's, just, he's on his best behaviour. He don't want to be yellow-carded or anything, so he's just like, I've scored, so what? Referee, don't book me, please. We always get on to Atlanta. Move on. <laughs> uh, well, Blondell then made it 2-0. Uh, I, it was funny. I, I watched. I was uh, laying in bed with my girlfriend on Saturday morning. and uh, I right, watched, Spare us the details. <laughs> I watched the uh, highlights of his game, and I saw that he, he ran off to share her, got booked, got sent off. I went to Poppy. I went... Can you believe he's done that? At least like, he had his bra on underneath. Yeah, it's like, can you believe he's done that? Like, what an idiot. He's he's Vancouver are, are down to 10 men now in a big game. And she went, well, did they lose? No, they, they won 2-0, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Blondell scored four minutes afterwards. His first goal in MLS. So uh, that was uh, probably 
his first goal and the easiest goal he's ever going to score yeah. in MLS. Yeah. Uh, he did save the own goal, though. So well done, Anthony Blondell. Uh, moving on to uh, Atlanta. <laughs> Who'd have thought oh, it? Cool. Uh, we both said Atlanta would win, so that's five points for you now, ten points for me. Although it wasn't as clear-cut as us Atlanta fans would have perhaps hoped it would have been. I switched this game on when uh, Montreal had just scored and it was 1-0 and I was loving it. I was like, yes! I uh, I was at, uh, uh, it was one of Poppy's, it was Poppy's uncle's birthday so I'm there like sort of talking to people and having a drink and checking my phone and going, right, okay, 1-0, all right, Atlanta will turn it around and then the longer it went on I was like, is, is my phone broke? Is there is, any signal? Is, is Martinez broken? It's, it's, it's no signal, are the players broke? What's happening? And then uh, I thought, right, I'm too nervous now. Just don't check the your phone until the full time whistle checked it, and of course, all these notifications come through. Plus, an angry face from you on a text. Yeah, I was I was getting excited. You've got to save oh, you know, Kratz Beckham. Like, do you know what? I've I've got to hand it to him. Two free kicks, both superb. Basically, they're both basically identical. Yeah, incredible. Uh, Almiron got the other two goals. Uh, we were saying earlier in the podcast a few weeks ago, Almiron had, had started well. He was one of the, still one of the better players in the league. However, he wasn't at Miggy's standard. No, he's now at the point where I'm making him my captain in fantasy. <laughs> he's back. He wasn't at that level yet. That third goal, uh, where his second, not Lance's third, when yeah. he had, he just, I was in the penalty, sorry, in the centre circle, he just turned. Just thought, right, I'm going to run with it. Kind of did a one-two off Martinez. <laughs> he didn't know much about it. Slotted it in. I thought, this guy's back. He's well and truly back. The confidence is there. It's so good to see for an Atlanta point of view. Uh, another win. They're uh, the team to beat for me. They are. And uh, a few tough games for Atlanta coming up. So we'll see uh, We'll see how it goes. But at the moment, doing very well, in particular at home. I think it showed great character as well mm. for Atlanta to come back from 1-0 down. Montreal do love a collapse, though. They second, do. Second half crumble. They do. Um, so, I think Montreal, we've discussed this, they did poorly at the start, then they picked up a few wins, now it's back to being poor again. They really need to start getting some points on the board. And what do I always say? Apart from when they win, you blame their manager. Remy Gard, terrible appointment. Well, moving on. Uh, last week, we uh, focused the podcast on uh, Toronto. Oh, good. I can't wait for this. They made 11 changes to the side that lost at Houston 11 changes for Toronto. That's unusual. <laughs> uh, they played Chicago Fire, went 2-0 up. However. Finished 2-2. And th- this, this, I'm not going to lie, this made my day. Because I got so much abuse on Twitter in the last few weeks. Whenever we tweeted the result and it was like, yeah, but it's only the C team or it's only Toronto's B team. Still Toronto. They made 11 changes. Toronto's A team still didn't win. No, they didn't. And uh, a great start, though. It's uh, A team. Just just throwing that out there. Toronto's A team. Well, Altidore didn't play. So maybe A point right. two. Right, going to stop you there. Look at that lineup. <laughs> I'm just clinging on to something for Toronto. Look at the lineup. It's Toronto's A team. Uh, well, Toronto went 2 0 up. Osario and uh, Vasquez scored the goals. Vasquez, great chip. That that was that was good. I enjoyed that goal. Uh, well, uh, Schweinsteiger missed the pen, then made up for it, and then uh, coming off the bench like I once did in the uh, Berry Schools Cup final mm. at Gig Lane, uh, in the uh, with five minutes to go. However, I didn't then equalise. I only touched the ball twice, but uh, Gordon for Chicago got the equaliser <laughs> in the 94th minute. Yeah, um, I I still don't know what to make of Chicago. No, they're kind of a hit-and-miss team, uh, I think, and uh, it's a great point for them, this one, though. The thing is, they're, they're sitting in seventh in the East, which is probably where I'd imagine Orlando should be, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's, that's what I expected from this season, hovering in and around the, the top six, but um, yeah, one, two, lost three, I guess, could do better. Yeah, well, they've got Atlanta at home this weekend. Good so, luck. Uh, yeah, from Toronto to Atlanta. Uh, right, Philadelphia Union, uh, they won 3-2 against DC. I do need to say, actually, that we both said Toronto would win, so we didn't get any points on predictions for that one. Oh. 
Uh, Philadelphia 3, DC United 2. You said Philly would win. I said it would be 0-0. And like every week when I predict a 0-0, they were uh, bags of goals. Stop was... predicting 0-0. They don't happen. They don't. Well, then there's, like last week it was Montreal 3, LAFC 5. And this week it's Philadelphia 3, DC United 2. So there's always goals when I predict 0-0s. So, uh, so I won that one, yeah? You did. Although you said 1-0. So. They still won. Uh, good win for Philly. DC, uh, the manager this week, Mr. Olsen, he said that they... Uh, sorry, that's very formal. Mm. Ben Olsen. Call him uh, Ben, first name terms. Yeah. Uh, ben has said they've become too passive. And, uh, I mean, they've still got two months to go until they actually play a, a proper home match. Could they... Do you think they could be cut adrift a bit? Do you know what? They've won... The bottom line is they won one game. And... You have to ask questions. I know they're not playing home games. Away games are tough, but LA are managing just fine. This is this is the benchmark now. You know, yes, it's a different squad, different players, but at the end of the day, is it that difficult that you literally win one game in seven? It's it's a poor start, and even some of the the performances they've had, like you look back at the Houston one, or it was two two. They only just got back in that one. Um, they're still playing games in front of. Um, home crowds but, yeah well they got four points at home out of two games so we'll have to see but yeah I, I worry about DC they're going to have to have a strong end to the season it's like Toronto isn't it I mean we'd we'd, we'd agree that Toronto have got a much better squad to, to get themselves out of this situation I do wonder whether DC have got it in them when they do get all these home games to, to really make use of it we saw Atlanta when they got into Mercedes-Benz Stadium Last year, they were already in a great position. I'm not entirely sure about DC. Well, Matic scored uh, for DC. That's his third of a season. So they're hoping that he can get some more, especially when they move to Audi Field in uh, July, I think it is. Yep. Uh, right elsewhere, Columbus Crew got back to winning ways. First winning four for them. 2-1 against San Jose. Uh, we both said Columbus would win, yes. so we both get five points for that. Uh, San Jose, again, another defeat. And uh, Well, they're playing Man United, aren't they, in the summer? <laughs> so uh, hopefully their form can pick up. With, with respect to the teams that, that San Jose have been playing, Orlando, Columbus Crew in recent weeks, I can't wait to see the Man United score. Man U versus San Jose is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, uh, that's a friendly that Man United are playing in July after after the World Cup, though. So maybe they'll have a few players who are still on uh, a break. San Jose don't have that that excuse that, that DC have got. We afforded DC a little bit of a, an excuse. They've got a lot of away games. San Jose played seven. They've won one game, lost four. That something's got to change there. Pretty sharpish. Yeah, and they're playing a, a rested Portland Timbers this weekend. So um, another tough game. These teams that the, who aren't doing particularly well uh, have then got to, either each game's coming mm. in tough games. The in games just keep coming. Uh, right, New England Revolution won SKC nil. So Leanne won't be happy. Sorry, Leanne. That's a shame, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, we both <laughs> said draws for this one. So did Leanne, actually. She said it with 2-2. Uh, Teal Bunbury, did you see this goal? Yeah. What did you think? I... We know that I've got love for Till Bunbury. Yeah. So I won't have a bad word said against him. He can score a tap-in, and it is the greatest goal you've ever seen. Uh, or he can score from 50 yards, and it's equally as good. Well, this one was a... Um, <laughs> let's say uh, it was kind of a deflected, was it? A, the, the SKC yeah. defender just got his foot there in, in before the New England player, and it then went to Bunbury, who was miles offside, but he put it in. So VAR said it was a goal on the stroke of half-time. Uh, good win for New England. They're going around things quietly, but they're getting the wins, aren't they? Yeah, I was... To be fair, I was impressed that they managed to get a win over SKC, regardless of the goal, whether it was offside or not, thanks to VAR. Um, it's a it's a good position to be in. If if it's still 0-0, if you're keeping the score down against Kansas City, who have been absolutely tearing teams apart, um, then, then fair play to them. That's a really, really good result. And now... Ladies and gentlemen, Minnesota United versus Houston Dynamo, which to many people is a nothing game. Not to me. I care about Minnesota United. Yeah, however... And Houston Dynamo. This is the first game, while we've been doing our predictions, that one of us got the score absolutely right. Judging by the smile on your face, it wasn't me. You said 2-0 Houston. I said Minnesota 2, Houston 1. 
Yes. Cool. Yeah, great game. Uh, on to LA Galaxy. <laughs> Leanne also got that one, right? Oh, actually. Leanne. Oh, so, new friend. Uh, we got 10 points for that one. So now I'm 25, 15 ahead. Houston manager, by the way, said that uh, they played better. They should have won. Well, you didn't. Bring so. back Owen Coyle. <laughs> Said no one ever. Uh, LA Galaxy 2, New York Red Bulls 3. Zlatan was not happy after this game. He Neither says, was Ashley Cole. No, they say they need to, uh, how can I put it, perform a lot better. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how they react from this. Ashley Cole feet. offered to pay the fines of all the players who were whinging about the referee. Did he actually? They were that annoyed. I didn't yeah. see that. That's, that well, what, a, what a nice guy. <laughs> he gets a lot of stick, Ashley Cole. But he's... You want to break the rules? I'll pay the fine for you. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. True uh, Brit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we said that uh, New York Red Bulls, we both said they'd win. We didn't say 3 2 though. You said 4 3, so you were close. Oh, I'll, I'll have 20 points for that. Um, it was, uh, it was well, New York started 2 0, 2 2. And then Romero, Kaku scored again from the penalty spot. So 3 2. A good win for New York Red Bulls. That going into the Hudson River derby. Yeah, this is the, this is the thing. Everything when you're playing a derby, everything leads up to it. They'll have had their eyes on this for weeks and weeks and weeks. That's a really crucial result. It's on the road as well, uh, and and so now they get to sit back, nice week preparing, knowing that at home this weekend against their rivals. Yeah, they sneaked into the playoffs as well. Uh, they've got two games in hand over New York City. They so. started the season really well. I'm really surprised that it's kind of taken this long for them to to sneak in. Because yeah, they've, well, they've had those three losses, but they had started really well and were playing brilliant football. Well, if they win this weekend with the two games in hand, I'm sure they'll look at that and be thinking, mm. right, we can really push towards the top of the table. Uh, a team... <laughs> it hurts me to say this. A team that are close to the top of the table in our next game... Who is it? ...is Orlando City. Yeah, it is, baby! Uh, they beat Colorado Rapids. Sorry, Leanne, this is my moment now. Uh, Colorado Rapids 2, Orlando 5. That's what you said it would be. Wow, well, yeah. I said it would be Colorado 1, Orlando 2! I got it right! 2! Do you know what? I'll concede you getting the prediction right if it means that Orlando keep winning. Uh, you knew, Well, it was tough, wasn't it? First half, mm-hmm. but actually got another goal for, for Colorado. Um, right, I'm going to leave this one to you. Basically, I was travelling home from... Uh, my girlfriend's parents house so I didn't see this I had the updates on my phone and there was a part of me that when the notification came through and it said Colorado 1 Orlando 2 I was like oh no <laughs> not again stop winning um, Orlando were poor in the first 30 minutes but this was due to Colorado getting in their faces closing them down high press putting the pressure on uh, played really well, actually. I have to say, they're a very championship side, and I mean that in a in a good way. They're physical. They're up for it. They're ready for battle. Just that, not championship as in winning the championship. Well, championship is in in England championship. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're not winning anything. Uh, <laughs> um, but as often happens against Orlando, you see them hammering teams late on. You can't sustain that. Only maybe Liverpool. And Man City can sustain that for 90 minutes. That high energy press closing down. No team can sustain that. And after 30 minutes, little shuffle around from from Orlando tactically. That was it. They were they were often on top, and I was I was impressed. What a, a special mention to Amro Tarek, the Orlando defender. He was absolutely unbelievable. Was he the one who uh, made that? last-ditch tackle. No, that was uh, El Munir. But this is the thing. We've got defenders who are putting their bodies on the line now. Um, Things are really starting to matter. Tarek was just more athletic. He was winning every ball. If something looked out of his reach, he was still getting there somehow, hooking his leg round. He looks, athletically, looks like he could compete in the English Championship, maybe the the lower ends of the Premier League already, looking really, really good. Uh, well, we'll be having a look. I think we've found why Orlando City do know so well all of a sudden. Mm. We're uh, covering that in the five things from MLS this week, which is coming up in the next two or three minutes. So what we haven't looked into, yeah, or what we haven't mentioned, five wins in a row. Oh, no, I know what's happening. I know what's coming. What? Do, how do you feel about five wins in a row? As an Atlanta fan, your your rivals, as they apparently are, won five games in a row. I think it's good. I think Orlando, as a, an MLS fan, it's about time that 
Orlando, are, uh, in my opinion, are a, a really good club. I like the stadium. I like the uh, the wall. I, I like Orlando. I don't mind them. Am I scared of Orlando as an Atlanta fan? Probably not. I don't think there's any team that's as good as Atlanta. New York City maybe at the moment. So it's nice to have Orlando up there. It'd be nice to have them in the playoffs. But can they can they hold, carry it on? Can they hold it on? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But, you know... It, it's... Don't see anyone else winning five games in a row. No, only team this season to do so. So uh, are you going to do it or what? Because you the get-ins or whatever you do every week when Orlando win. It's boring now, but whatever. Get in, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I normally do uh, one for each game unbeaten. So that would be five. So have you done one? Well, that wasn't. That didn't really count. It did. No. Yeah, it did. Um, I think I might might spread them throughout the podcast. Right, that's going to be fun. So you've done one? No, not, I've not done one yet. Right, that well, was just a warm-up. Do one now, then. Not doing it on demand. We'll do one on demand, and then you can have the other four. Hmm. We're not continuing. Until- Get in! Come on! New York City went back to the top of the table after Atlanta uh, usurped them on Saturday night. They uh, beat FC Dallas on Sunday night. Uh, the only unbeaten record in MLS is history. Uh, we both said New York would win, though. So uh, you're on 30 points. I'm on 45. So I'm level with Leanne going into the last game. Uh, good win for New York. Convincing, in my opinion. Um, although- David Villa, 400 goals. Yeah. Uh, FC Dallas pulled it back, but then the the penalty, and he's just he, honestly, I think he's one of the the best players we've seen in MLS consistently. Consistently, easily, I think I think the best. He's uh, just incredible. Uh, all right, fair enough. The third goal was uh, probably not the most stylish he's ever scored. They all count. But four oh one. So uh, let's see how many he can get this season. But he's certainly started well, despite the injury as well. Mm. Um, and a good win for New York City. FC Dallas, there's nothing to worry about. Is this one of those things? I, I've said before I like FC Dallas. Uh, I think they've been unlucky, uh, unlucky in some games. They were, you know, you don't become the last team unbeaten for for no reason. They've they've looked fairly organised. They've looked good on the ball. NYC are the best team in the league according to the Shield. So I don't. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be arguing with that. No. Uh, right, last game, LAFC, their first match at home against Seattle Sounders. We both said LA would win. However, I said 4-2. So our predictions this week has ended up, you got 35 and I got 50. It's a setup. I also won last week as well. Fix. So Holman, you need to sort out your stuff. So that's 2-0 to you. Yes. Um, However, but- my team won five in a row, I don't care. Get in! Well, I'm going to win five in a row. If That's two, on. just make a note of that. Okay, right. Tally that down, too. Uh, good win for LAFC. Last minute, though. Do you know what? Siman is an absolute free-kick master. I, li- I like the technique. Hit it as hard as you possibly can and hope for the best. Two weeks in a row. Oh, the goalkeeper, though. Fry could have done better than that, right? Also, this just made me think. So Montreal conceded from two free-kicks against Atlanta. And a free kick against LAFC last week. They might want to do a little bit of work on their wall. Um, but yeah, Simon, the, the thing is, you kind of wanted them to get the win. The first game at, at the Bank of California Stadium, it looks stunning, by the way. looks mm. really, really, really good. Um, I think everyone, maybe apart from some Galaxy fans, wanted them to, to start off in the right way. And uh, some Sounders fans. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but yeah, second win over Seattle already. In the season, second one nil victory, but I'm sorry, that free kick. Yes, the keeper's got a touch on it, but the guy is an absolute menace. Yeah. Uh, and uh, For a defender. It means another week has gone by without a nil-nil. So I mean, It's kind of like the equivalent of, I don't know, like Atlanta. Would you want Gonzalez Perez taking your free kicks? I wouldn't really want Gonzalez Perez defending at the moment. <laughs> it's like, and same for me with Orlando. Jonathan Spector, can you imagine him rifling <laughs> home a free kick? Because I can't. No. <laughs> uh, so that's it for that week. Um, a good week of MLS football again. And, uh, you know, good wins for New York City, LAFC. 
Atlanta and um, Orlando. Yes! Get in! There's three. Come on! Right, let's have a look at some things you may have missed from this week in MLS. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. So, five things you may have missed in MLS this week. I want to start with a story that's close to my heart. You sat with me on the train to London the other week while I was playing football manager. Got an Orlando save happening. And who did I manage to sign? You somehow managed to sign Fernando Torres. Yeah, this was quite easy. His contract was expiring. They were not going to renew his contract at Atletico. And I swooped in. Cost me a lot of money. But I managed to get him. And I put him on a DP contract at Orlando. He's not going to be at Orlando anytime soon. But he is rumoured to be moving to Chicago Fire. So the Chicago boss has called Fernando the complete superstar this week. Can Mm. you imagine Schweinsteiger and Torres in the same team? Torres up front with Nikolic? Yeah. That's tasty. That would be tasty, that. And I think think Torres, is since he moved to Chelsea, it's not quite happened for him his career after that, has it? No. He's never hit hit the peak. To be fair... I wouldn't say since Chelsea, I'd say since Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. He's never hit the, the peaks of Liverpool. Um, so can he reignite his career at Chicago? We say this about MLS, it can do that and it can really give him a new lease of life. And uh, I think this would be a great signing if they can pull this off. I would love to see Fernando in MLS. I think, again, it would be another big, big name big bit of attention on the league, just like Zlatan gave it. I, th- I, I, I want to see Fernando. I wouldn't mind him at Orlando, to be honest. Well, there we go. Front with Dwyer. He oh, won't get in your team at the moment, would he? Stop it. This is true, isn't it? Where do you put him? <laughs> uh, elsewhere, LAFC, they're in a bit of hot water this week. The club has had to come out and uh, condemn homophobic chants from their fans. Uh, they used an offensive Mexican term against uh, the Seattle goalkeeper when he was taking goal kicks, of course. We're not going to dwell too much on this. LAFC have come out and condemned it, which is obviously a good thing. And uh, I'm, I'm sure the, the fans will... Uh, the fans will take that into consideration going forward. That'll be that. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk New York City because we're going to be joined by Andrew on the show a little later on ahead of the Hudson River Derby. However, Patrick Vieira rumoured to be leaving New York City to go to Arsenal and New York have said they can speak to Patrick if they want to. I don't know if it's just me. But when I think of uh, Patrick Vieira, of course, I, I know his career very well with him playing for Arsenal. However, if you look at him as a New York City manager, and we love MLS, we think there's a lot of, of great pe- people and footballers and managers who work in MLS, but Arsenal are like one of the biggest clubs in the world. Mm. It's To me, it's, it's basically like saying... Well, Elliot's given me permission for Arsenal to speak to me if they want to. You know, I don't think it they would happen. They can have you, mate. <laughs> You'd have Patrick Vieira here instead. Yeah, do a swap deal. Uh, do you think he could come to Arsenal and uh, and actually do something there? I want to know what Patrick's plan is. In all our in all our careers, no matter what you do, you have a plan. You know, do I see myself sitting here presenting a podcast with you in two weeks' time? No, I don't. Because uh, you want to move up on. You want to move forward with your life. Um, I want to know what Patrick's plan is. Because if he isn't a realistic target for Arsenal, where does he go next? What is his next move? I want to know what his thinking is behind being at New York City and and where he plans to to move to. Well, I can tell you one thing. I think he's got more ambition than the last New York City manager and where he would end up. Speaking of which... (laughs) Uh, speaking of which, Orlando City. Uh, I think we found where the upturning farmers come from. Uh, I was reading an article. Uh, Guillermo Sanchez um, is the. Sorry, sorry, just say that again. Guillermo Sanchez. Okay. I've been practicing my. Rolls uh, off the Manchester tongue. Guillermo. Uh, but yeah, I've been practicing <laughs> my Mexican names. So Guillermo, I think it's Mexican. Anyway, he has uh, come out and said that part of their success is down to the fact that they've created uh, new methods of communication because of obviously they've got a lot of English speaking players, but they've also got a lot of Spanish speaking players. So the words are different for pass, shoot, change, whatever. So they've come up with their own methods of communication. However, 
annoyingly for us, but you can get it because then other teams would understand it. They haven't told us what those are. <sighs> That's annoying. Um, so that that could be why I the, like that. Though, they've invented their own language. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, big fan of that. Love that, and that's why they're doing so well. Are Orlando actually MLS Cup contenders? Can we have a chat about this? Because Bobby Warshaw on uh, MLS.com has, uh, well, he thinks not. He said that Orlando have scraped those five wins and we shouldn't look too much into it. He's betting against them. Um, All right, Bobby. I think that's a bit harsh. Calm yourself down, lad. It's very harsh what he said. However, are Orlando actually MLS Cup contenders? We both know the way it works. You can finish in the bottom playoff spot and go and win MLS Cup. It's a little bit of a steal. Imagine if Orlando put a string of five victories together in the playoffs. Well, Bobby Walsh, I won't be happy because you're not winning them 4-5-0. Yeah, we've been lucky and we've scraped them, apparently. All right, Bobby. Uh, so we put in a... We basically say Five wins that, in a row, by the way. Get in! All right, that's four. Come on! So we're saying on that one, uh, watch this space. Let's see what happens. RSL this weekend, so that'll be six. <sighs> Come on, RSL. Uh, and finally, the fifth thing you may have missed this week in MLS. Portland manager Giovanni Savaresi has become a US citizen. Congratulations. Oh, say can you... I'm not going to murder the anthem because I know there's a lot of uh, American people that listen, so I'm sorry <laughs> for what just happened. Uh, yes. By the dawn's early light. Congratulations. Was and so proud. <laughs> <laughs> I learnt it just so I could sing it before the Orlando game. I literally stood there, hand on heart, and belted it, yeah. Oh, what a loser. Uh, congratulations, Giovanni. He uh, spent Portland's week off becoming a US citizen. Good work. The MLS UK Show. Right, huge game this weekend. The first Hudson River derby of the season. And to get a New York City perspective, uh, we've got Andrew on the line. How are you, Andrew? Yeah, doing great. Thanks, Thanks yourself. Really good, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's a big week for you. You must be really excited for the weekend, the uh, Hudson River Derby. Yeah, it's going to be a big game um, away the other side of the river. Um, hoping that they can carry on the form uh, that they've been showing through the first part of the season, stay top of the league. Um, it's nice to see the upturn in form this season and the good work that Vieira and the team are doing. Yeah, I, um, I've i been getting a lot of abuse, as you may have seen on Twitter, because I tweeted that it was the, the New York derby. Now, I mean, <laughs> what's going on with this? Everyone's saying it's the Hudson River derby, but which I totally understand. But what's so wrong about the New York derby? Well, I, th- I, I can only imagine that, I, obviously not being American or even from New York, uh, I can only assume that this is because of the fact that New York Red Bulls I'm not even in New York, that they're in New Jersey. I can only assume this is what this is all to do with. Um, I, I can relate the annoyance to being a Portsmouth fan in Britain. Uh, we get, we've get we had a lot of derbies against Plymouth lately, um, and they call it the Dockyard Derby. And a lot of the sort of long-term old-school fans don't like it because uh, Portsmouth, they don't consider a dockyard and various other reasons. So I, I think it's like a geographical thing, really. Yeah, they probably um, shouldn't have called them New York Red Bulls then. They should have been like the Harrison Red Bulls or something. Yeah, yeah, New Jersey Red Bulls or, you know, whatever they want to be called. But uh, it's not really New York, apparently, <laughs> from what I'm told. I've, I've got a friend that lives in New Jersey and even she says she's from New Jersey. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we we stand corrected, but you can understand the confusion when the team's called New York. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Uh, so, Andrew, tell us your story then. How did you get into MLS and why did you choose uh, New York City? So, um, I'm a bit of a night owl, generally. Um, I'm 30, but I still live like a student. <laughs> um, That's so the I'm dream. Often <laughs> I'm often up late being being a child playing FIFA um, and staying up late playing FIFA of course that ties in with a lot of the late um, that the MLS games have for British time um, so I often end up watching them on Sky Sports at like 11 o'clock 1am um, while I'm playing FIFA really that's kind of how I got into MLS as a league um, New York City was more because my brother-in-law is from Manchester um so naturally he's therefore a man city fan um and he took me to my first ever premier league game which was man city versus charlton when i was about 16 
Um, so I've always had like an affiliation with the blue. Um, so yeah, as soon as New York City got started up, when they uh, signed Mr. Villa, I thought, yeah, this is going to be a club I can attach to. If that's the kind of um, statements they're making by signing a player like that as their first MVP. Yeah, this is something that I don't think we've actually touched on on, on the podcast. But um, one thing that, that I keep meaning to bring up is that um, David Villa had a lot of options on the table before joining NYCFC. And I think it's it's crucial that we we actually appreciate what a tough decision it would have been for him. And actually, um, it sort of shows shows the the level that, that MLS is now at, maybe compared to, to a few years ago. Absolutely. I think... Um... I mean, I, I'd like to hope it's not because of purely because of money. I mean, um, you would, seeing as he's part of the City group and that he ended up playing for Melbourne City while he waited for the NYC franchise to be fully set up, um, I would assume that, you know, he's signed to the City group like, say, players like Jack Harrison were. Um, and that, you know, I, it could have been that maybe he was thinking, oh, I'll try and have a breakout in America for a year or two, then maybe go to Man City. But clearly, he seems really settled. I've been watching some videos on YouTube last night because of the where all the David Villa videos were trending with his 400th goal. Um, you know, some of the things he's been saying, he's even been learning English while he's been out there. And he seems really settled. So he seems to have embraced it and shown the sort of professional he is, really. And and there's nothing worse. I I hate those people that are like, oh, I've I've got a good source, or I, I know a I know a source. I hate all that. But genuinely, this is the first time I, I will have ever have said it because I'm not very well connected. However, I know somebody who personally put a contract offer in front of David Villa on behalf of Liverpool, and he was not interested because he wanted to go to New York. And I think that's huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the video I was watching uh, in particular was an interview with uh, the Copper Ninety YouTube channel. Um, with Vianic and uh, Poet and they were saying uh, you know we would have loved you to come to the Premier League and you could tell he, di- he didn't want to say that like he didn't want to play in the Premier League but he was just he was definitely a homeboy and loved playing in Spain and then you know the idea of playing in New York uh, going back to that Hudson River Derby thing <laughs> <laughs> seemed, like, seemed like a real attraction to him and his family so yeah, yeah, and uh, another big name at New York City, uh, the manager Patrick Vieira. There's been rumours about him and Arsenal. Uh, how do you think he's done on the whole, and would you be disappointed to to let him go? I'd absolutely be gutted to see, after seeing the development in New York since Vieira has taken over. Yeah, I'd be gutted to see him leave. Um, I mean, to to have lost Jack Harrison in the off season and then Vieira potentially mid season. Um, if Arsenal take him on the, the Premier League's summer break. Um, yeah, I'd be gutted to see Vieira go. I mean, apparently uh, during the Arsenal-Man United game, a lot of the Arsenal fans were chanting for Vieira. So I think they would rather, you know, a club legend like Vieira to take charge rather than some of the sort of more international names that have been linked with the Arsenal job. Bizarrely, I actually grew up more as an Arsenal fan um, purely because my mum was from London. So she kind of, put an Arsenal shirt on me from the age of about four um so I, I kind of feel like they're my big team so I, I feel like I've got a small opinion on it but yeah I mean I, I kind of like Vieira to be the Arsenal manager but at the same time I think I'd rather him stay in New York City so uh yeah I'd, I'd definitely be glad to see him go if he did take the job he's certainly doing a good job this season what what do you reckon is a realistic target for for New York City FC after the start that they've made how far can this go and and will the Vieira talk maybe influence the the performances a little bit yeah i mean you, you that that's my concern is is how much of a impact he's had on the team um he seems with respect to some of the MLS managers he seems more professional he seems to be more clued up from, you know, he's a lot more of an experienced name. You know, of course, we all know his history when playing in Europe, like Arsenal and Juventus and so on, that um, he, he's going to know what the media want to hear, but that he's got that nailed down. You know, he, he looks like a ready-made top-level manager. Um, so I would, I'd, I'd really worry it, what would happen and, and hope maybe that the City group have a good name lined up in case he does get snatched by Arsenal. Um, I mean, in terms of goals for this season, I'd love to see them stay where they are. 
I was looking at the league just now. You've got Atlanta with a game in hand behind them that could jump top to over the supporters' shield. Um, but realistically, you know, top four I think would be a massive improvement. Getting to the playoffs last season was great. Uh, losing out to Columbus was um, was disappointing, but they were a strong team, and I was surprised they didn't go further. To be fair, um, so I, I think top four would be ideal. Maybe like playoff semis, something like that. Come come close season. Uh, do you think the experience of losing out in the playoffs last year and the, the disappointment of uh, the way we went out? Do you think that can help them this season? Yeah, I really do. I think now that they've actually got um, some experience in the playoffs, they might be able to know what they need to prepare better with. Um, by the from the few backroom staff that I've seen on social media, it seems like there's a fair few that have worked for other teams anyway, so they should know kind of what they need to do um, to get the team ready. I mean, it's going to feel almost there's going to be pressure on some of the players especially with the, there's a few of the players that are going to the World Cup, of course. So, you know, I just worry that the um, some of those players that we may lose out on might, you know, end up with a drop in form. I think there's a lot of teams that have got a lot of US-based players that are going to be in a fortunate position with US not going to the World Cup that, you know, you may see some teams with more predominantly American players doing better sort of through the middle part of the season while the World Cup's happening. Uh, well, all this talk, World Cup, playoffs, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, Andrew. Let's concentrate on this weekend. What's your prediction and how do you think the game will go? Prediction for this weekend, it's going to be a tough one. I'm hoping someone like uh, Birgit will sort of show a bit more strength. Um, he looks still a little bit weak, like he's not quite blending with the team yet. So I'll, I'll hope for like a 2-1 to New York City, something like that. Um, but Red Bulls have looked stronger recently. So, yeah, there's some nerves there, definitely. But uh, hopefully we can pull out the performance like we did last season when we won at the Red Bull Arena. Yeah, and, and you're going to the game later on in the year, right? Yes, yeah, I've been planning um, a trip to go to America for some while now. And it's tying in with, uh, bizarrely, a wrestling show that I want to go see not very far uh, after the... August Derby, so I'm um, going to tie those two in to make a little trip over there uh, in the summer, yeah. And th- this is something that, that we do try and encourage. I mean, uh, I got into this purely through uh, being a massive fan of Orlando, going there on holiday and never looking back because the atmosphere was just so incredible. This is something that, that I think we need to encourage. Um, you know, so many people from the UK are, are intrigued, a lot are very passionate, and I think everybody needs to get out there uh, and go and experience some MLS. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, um, I haven't been to America since I was a kid, so I'm sort of more, I'm excited about that too. But there's no doubt that the, one of the biggest parts of me wanting to go to America, and particularly New York, is to see New York City, and especially while they're still managing to play at the Yankee Stadium. Um, from the moment they uh, chose Yankee Stadium as the, the place to play for, as their home games, um, there's definitely been a massive attraction about seeing them in such an iconic place in New York and America. I am intrigued in what you're saying about the Yankee Stadium, if I'm honest. As a, okay. uh, I can imagine, you know, people people with the American dream sort of love this, but when you actually watch it on telly, it's not great, is it? <laughs> it's a weird-looking ground. I was talking to about this to one of my staff yesterday because uh, he's a Middlesbrough fan, so naturally we've been talking about Jack Harrison um, and things like that. But, yeah, it is an odd ground. Um after connecting with you guys on Twitter yesterday, someone else uh, who is actually an ex-Brit and lives in New York was messaging me about uh, me going in August. And she was saying that, you know, somewhat the atmosphere, if you sit behind either of the goal ends, the atmosphere is insane. Um, it's only when you sit sort of along the sides of the pitch that you might maybe be not involved as much. Um, so, you know, she seemed really sort of um, positive about the atmosphere that the stadium can create. Um, it'd be nice to see. I'm hoping that come the Hudson River Derby in August, that it's uh, far more capa- full to capacity than they normally manage to get um, at the Yankee Stadium. But uh, I think it's still a growing market in the actual city itself, you know, soccer and the amount of fans that it attracts. So perhaps that's maybe a small part of why 
it it doesn't seem to maybe drive the atmosphere on TV. Maybe they're like the right place or something for when uh, it's being produced for TV. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I, I, one thing that that I am looking forward to is is seeing if we look at what this New York City side is doing currently, um, top of the league, doing really really well. I'd love to see them play consistently week in, week out on a bigger pitch that's actually yeah. a rectangle and <laughs> that they could actually, <laughs> um, you know, spread out, play out wide, really, really, really stretch teams. I'd, I really want to see this. Yeah, I think it's it's an it's an odd pitch shape. It's It definitely looks, it reminds me actually bizarrely of, of Highbury because um, Highbury was a really, really short pitch in length. Yeah. Um, and it, it, you know, they had to have the camera angles in such a way to make it not look so odd. And I, I, again, I think that might be part of it that the camera angles are quite low. Um, you get the same thing at Fratton Park in Portsmouth that the would have to be super close to the pitch, so it makes it look even more of a bizarre shape than it actually is, perhaps. So, um, yeah. But like you say, I, to see um, once a, a stadium in New York is eventually found and built, um, it'd be amazing to see them and see how that grows and helps the club continue to develop. Yeah, of course. Um, Andrew, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck at the weekend. Brilliant, thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll hopefully speak to, you, speak to you again maybe after the derby that, you've, that you're going to. Yeah, by all means, yeah. Awesome, great. We'll, uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Cool, cheers. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. So let's talk MLS fantasy. I've got a confession. Go on. I didn't do my team. After two weeks of catching up and then overtaking you and trying really hard, I didn't do my team this week. And I'm sorry. I've let you down. I did. And? And I got a very respectable 70 points. Uh, Who were the highlights of mine? Kaku got 15. BWP, my captain, got 20. Uh, Higuain got 8. Higuain... Just gets eight every week. He's Consistency. He's a good player to have in. Overnight, I got fours and fives and twos and stuff. So 70, not too bad. Mine's just loading up and I genuinely haven't checked it. And it's kind of teasing me because it's taking ages to load. Here we go. Okay, I'm in. How many points did you get? 70. 75 over here. You're so annoying. No effort. So annoying. No effort at all. Do you know what else is annoying? Is, do you know that we were like 15th and 16th? Mm. Because uh, there seems to be, like, there is actually four teams or three teams that have just, they've just gone in between us now. So I'm still 20 points off you, but I'm like four places below you in the table. <laughs> uh, big Joe in goal, four points. Beta Shaw was a big player. LAFC, nine points. Um, Sané, five points. For Orlando, Almiron, he needs to be captain this week. Got me 15 points. Sasha Kleschen, six points. Johnny Russell, just three. Disappointing for Johnny. Uh, Higuain, as you said, eight points. Rossi was my captain, so he got me 10. And Vela got me five points. Strong week, that, considering I did nothing. So annoying. Are you ever going to catch me? (sighs) Yes. I will catch you, definitely. Shall I just leave it again this week? No, because I get more points when I leave it, so I'm going to leave it. <laughs> let's, just, let's just leave it and see what happens, shall we? This week in MLS. Let's do it then. Let's look ahead to this week. Let's yep. make some predictions. Uh, right, first game is on uh, Friday evening slash Saturday morning here in the UK. I love these games. Friday it, night, Saturday morning it's game. It's 1am at bottom of the table in the Eastern Conference, Toronto <laughs> FC. Uh, face Philadelphia Union. Philadelphia, who, as we know, don't tend to do well away. They've lost the two games so far. Surely. Philly have got double the amount of points that Toronto have got. Surely Toronto have got to win this one. Surely. Even with a win, they don't go above Philly. Also, I think they'll make less changes this week. 11 changes will probably kind of stay in the team. All right, I'm going Toronto win. Yeah. 3-0. 3-1, Toronto. Okay. Uh, right, moving on to Saturday now, 6 o'clock. Montreal Impacts, who are looking to get back to winning ways against New England Revolution. Uh, who, can I just say, New England Revolution could go into third if they win. Yeah, I am predicting a draw, though. I'm predicting Montreal to take the lead and throw it away in the second half because that's what they do now. I'm going 2-2. I think 
I think New England will win this one. I think 2-1. I think New England will... Uh, will they've been very consistent away from home in terms of played three, won one, drawn one, lost one. But I think they'll uh, they'll win this. I'm a big fan of New England this season, so 2-1. Okay. Minnesota United versus Vancouver Whitecaps. Both teams won last week. This could be a tough one to predict. I have again gone for a draw. One all. I fancy Minnesota. I think another 2-1 win for them. Wow, okay. New York Red Bulls versus New York City FC. This is tough. It's really tough. This could go... This could be... I'm not going to predict this, but this could be a 0-0 or it could be like a 4-4. Don't say that. You know what? I'm going to agree with Andrew on this one. I'm going to go 2-1 New York City. I'm going 2-2. I know I've just predicted three draws in a row, but I'm going (laughs) 2-2. One of them's got to be right, surely. Uh, LAFC versus FC Dallas. Second game at home for LAFC. Is it going to be a difficult second game or can they continue? Make it two out of two. LA four, FC Dallas one. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, Shiman, hat trick of free kicks. (laughs) I think this is is quite tough to predict. Um, I think FC Dallas... They didn't show me enough against New York City last week, so I think LAFC will win. I think it'll be I think it'll be two nil LAFC. Both going for an LA win. Okay. Bottom of the West, Seattle, at home to Columbus Crew. I I mean they need to sort it out, but I I can just see Columbus winning this. I'm going two nil Columbus. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh I no, I fancy Seattle. Um they got their the first win a few weeks ago. Obviously, LAFC was always going to be difficult to go down their first game last week. I think Seattle will win. I think they'll win 3-2. Okay. Chicago Fire v Atlanta United. You know what? We always look at Atlanta and we think, oh, well, at home they're, they're, they're amazing. They've won four out of five. Away, they may struggle a bit. But they've won two out of three away, Atlanta. So they do mm. quite. They do all right. Do you know what I'm going to go for? What? A draw. Oh, surprise, surprise. 2-2. Two, two. I think 1-0 Atlanta. Okay. Where next? Houston Dynamos, the LA Galaxy. Zlatan is not happy. Ashley Cole is not happy. They uh, really need a win in this one, I think. Need a win? Doesn't mean they're going to get it. I'm saying 1-0 Houston. No, I think LA Galaxy is going to be a similar game to the Chicago Fire game. I think it's going to be... Uh, I think I think it'll be 2-1, though, to LA Galaxy. Okay. I'm sure they'll be happy to finally get a victory. SKC v Colorado. 4-0 SKC. <laughs> I went 3-1. San Jose Earthquakes versus Portland Timbers. San Jose are poor. Portland are only just above them, but I fancy Portland. 1-0 on uh, the road. 2-1 Portland. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, last game of the weekend, Orlando City v RSL. Could I point out as well, but this is on Sky Sports Football. On Sunday evening at 10 o'clock, oh, you're going to make it six on the bounce, aren't you? Yep. Yes, we are. 3-1, Orlando. I'll take that, but I'm going 2-0. Uh, so that's on Sky Sports. Uh, LAFC versus FC Dallas is also on a Saturday evening. And also the Hudson River Derby at 7 o'clock on Saturday evening is on Sky Sports Football. Red Button as well. Okay. So... One final thing to mention. Yeah. Next week, there's midweek fixtures. Yes. We're going to be doing two MLS UK shows next week. (gasps) What? And I hope, I really hope that Orlando don't win this weekend because I can't take all of your shouting anymore with this. I am looking forward to this purely because Atlanta have... A midweek game. SKC they, at home. They play on Thursday and then you have to play Orlando on the Sunday. You know what? I'd put up with your get-ins until then. If we can stop the get-ins, then I'm going to go right up to your face and go, Get in! <sighs> yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, so two podcasts next week. We'll react to this weekend's games and uh, we'll take a look ahead to some of the games that are happening Wednesday night, Thursday morning for us. Uh, and then following that, we'll get straight on it with looking ahead to next weekend's action. Yes. 
uh, as always, remember, uh, if you want to get involved, if you want to argue with anything we've said, you probably do, uh, at MLS UK Show on Twitter. You can also follow us on Instagram. And of course, if by some sort of miracle you've actually enjoyed listening to this, then uh, feel free to subscribe so that as soon as we upload our podcast, you get it straight into your inbox. Yes. Send us your predictions as well for, for the matches this weekend. DM us. Is that it? Are we done? Yep. Okay. Oh, one more thing. Oh, yeah. Get in! Yes! Sports Social Podcast Network.